1: I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. I said, hey, ladies, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. You're welcome to drink our whiskey and smoke our really fine cigars. One more time, boys. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. Said, hey, hey, welcome to the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're gonna smoke a really good cigar and drink a really fine whiskey. All
2: right, there you go, we are in the Man Cave Happy Hour. We're downtown Detroit, once again, music town inside of the Hockey Town Cafe. And uh, I'm Jamie Flanagan,
3: along with. My name is Matt Fox. It is so good to be back oh here. Oh my
2: gosh, I love this place. It, it is, is the so... best toys. <laughs> it's where comfortable. Do they, where do they get all those these chairs? Toys? These
3: couches, you know, kind of. I think it's just comfortable here. It is. It yeah. is.
2: And uh, today's special because uh, we have another. We got an in-studio guest. Yes, we do. And uh, Mike Forsyth from uh, the Detroit City Distillery. Hi guys. Hey, Mike.
3: Thanks, thanks. for being with us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So good to meet you and have you here. Absolutely, we've been we're fans. Here be here. We're,
2: big, we're fans, right? Because we've been Love we've that. been stalking you, and we've been hanging out in your house. And uh, when I mean your house, I mean your bar. Which hey, is- I have a very good bar at the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, but yeah, I, we're just enamored with uh, the Detroit City Distillery. It's just it, it's just such a great concept. The the space itself is, is so cool. Uh, and then I've I've talked to a few people uh, at your bar, and it's it's just like such a great story behind it. Uh, and I just like, we got, we got to share this story. We got to hear about it. Mm -hmm. So the Detroit City Distillery, how long have you been doing what you've been doing, uh, here downtown
4: Detroit? So we just turned four. Okay. So we had our four year anniversary just after Labor Day. All right. So that's congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're still here. Still alive. Made it. That is it. (laughs) So what led up to,
2: what got you to that, that, hey, because there's like five or six of you guys, right? Yeah, so there's, there's eight of us, actually. There's, there's yeah. eight of you. What got the eight of you to go, we should uh, make some whiskeys?
4: Yeah, so it's a fun story. So there's there's eight, eight owners. I've known all the guys except one since three years old. Oh, my God. Okay. So we all grew up in a little town called Bath, Michigan. All right. Or, uh, just north it's of B-A-T-H-E. Lansing. B-A-T-H-E. No, just like B-A-T-H. a bath. Right. smell bad, take a bath. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, we all grew up in Baffle, Podunk, country town. And so, you know, we were 16-year-old country kids with nothing to do. And the way the kind of origin story started, yeah. our beer supplier left town. The internet had just been invented. Right. That was a bad one out of the group. <laughs> so, left our own devices, uh, went online to figure out how to make our own alcohol, <laughs> which was... Um, <laughs> Is like the jailhouse hooch recipe. So yeah. white grape juice, yeast, and sugar. Oh my god. My goodness. So learned a little bit about the fermentation process. Sure. So you know it's anywhere all- sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Uh, maybe awesome. fifteen. I think it was actually fifteen, <laughs> to be honest. And so I love that. combine all the ingredients, tap the top on real tight, and two weeks, right? This is like a chemical reaction that takes place. Right. Like right. producing heat and CO2. Right. If there's nowhere for it to go. So it exploded. Every drop all over my brown shag carpet in oh, my bedroom. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So uh, I was going to say, re- did anything re- explode? You blew up the first yeah, batch? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blew up the first batch. Local <laughs> regulatory shut it down for a couple of weeks. Got grounded. So <laughs> you got busted. Parental busted. regulatory. Consistent <laughs> theme um, the throughout POS my uh, high school it? career. And so... Yeah, so then we, you know, we moved the operation outside, and we, like, scaled it up, you know, (laughs) slinging hooch in in high school, trying to get girls, always unsuccessfully, of course. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so it inspired this pipe dream to open a microbrewery. Okay. And then the smart one out of the bunch, J.P. Jerome, who is our master stealer today, he was inspired. He's like, I'm going to go to school and learn how to make beer. Okay. So he made good on that promise. You know, we all kind of went our separate ways, and so... Uh, He has, his undergrad is from U of M in zoology and um, micro uh, or uh, chemical, uh, not chemical engineering, some crazy scientific thing. So you have (laughs) a a certified mad scientist in your midst. Yeah. And so (laughs) his first job out of school was at Bell's. So he worked at Bell's for a number of years and then he got his PhD in microbiology at Michigan State. And so that's a kind of important moment for us. So while he was at Michigan state, he was teaching uh, brewing and distillation for this guy, Chris Berkland. Okay. So Chris is the father of the craft spirits industry in Michigan. So he wrote the legislation that makes it a very favorable state okay. to produce and sell in and built this giant distillery off campus and started the artisan distilling program. Oh, it's one goodness. of the leading R and D facilities in the world for spirits. So like if Jim beam yes. is working on something new, They go to MSU to do it. Diageo, like some of the big boys, which is great because they pay the bills and the little guys like us basically use it as an incubator to get started. Right. Wow. And so it's a very time and capital intensive business to start. Sure. And so JP was teaching for Chris and working at the distillery. And so we went up to a bachelor party and JP's like, you know, this brewery thing's been done. Let's open a distillery. I'm working at one. Mm-hmm. And so we got drunk all weekend, and it sounded like a good idea. And <laughs> uh, so the story g- concludes. Yes. So yes. the distillery happened, the wedding never did. Ah. So, <laughs> true story. He's happily married now. Uh, okay. Just had a second kid, just moved back from right. Chicago to uh ann arbor so we're happy to have him back so it's like
3: kind of a go green no go blue who cares just drink bourbon
4: yeah Yeah. basically yes (laughs) yes whiskey is a unifying force at detroit city distillery it is a divided house
2: so yeah you have an array of of whiskeys and you have a couple things new on the horizon right now but four years ago uh when you opened what did you open with what uh, what did where was what started
4: yeah so we had three spirits so we started with a what i would kind of describe as a new american whiskey uh bloodline whiskey it's a Three different types of wheat, three different types of barley. Okay. Hmm. And we actually just brought that back, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Yeah. We had a bourbon called Two-Faced Blended Bourbon. Okay. So it was our bourbon, which was very young at the time, Mm -hmm. blended with a six-year bourbon that we sourced um, from a place called MGP. And you know, there's a lot of craft distilleries out there right now that are just buying mass-produced bourbon and putting it in a fancy bottle and calling it craft. So we decided to be real honest with it, because, you know, we're from Detroit. Place, and, right. Yeah, yeah and so two different bourbons, and it was also, you know, if kind of knew the industry, and knew what was going on, it was kind of calling everybody out for lying about what was in the bottle. Oh, I, I love, so, love, love that. So just being Thank honest, you. right? Thank a, you for that. It's the know, Detroit honestly. way. And then we had yeah. a vodka uh, that was made from corn and barley Mm -hmm. distilled once from scratch tasted like tequila we loved it okay everybody else hated it so we ended up changing the (laughs) recipe all right and so that's how we started and then we uh started adding gin to the mix and then our bourbon came of age now that's butcher's cup bourbon yeah and now we're just making basically whatever we want to drink right so so it's a lot of whiskey yeah so when
2: you had the idea it's like okay let's make this
4: you got to barrel it up for at least
2: four years so two years four years
4: so this is a common misnomer that, you know, bourbon has to be of a certain age. So bourbon by law has to be majority corn. Yeah. So 51% corn or more has to be aged in freshly charred white American oak. Yeah, You could technically put it in the barrel and take it out and you could call it bourbon. Okay. <clears throat> uh, You know, so the other theory kind of is the longer it sits in the barrel, the better it is. Right. So... I I do think there is some nuance to that. Right. So, you know, 10 years ago, you had a bunch of old, you know, legacy Kentucky bourbon distilleries and, you know, bourbon could only come from Kentucky and it was only good if it was old. Sure, sure. Right. Because that's all they had. That was just only 10 years ago. Yeah. That was only, that was only came in town. Right. And so now with the craft movement, I think folks are really starting to appreciate younger whiskey. We, take a lot of pride in sourcing everything from Michigan okay. and where we source it from. And, you know, you taste more of the nuance of the grain when it's a little bit younger. Right. And so if you use really good ingredients and make really good, young, smooth whiskey, mm-hmm. you know, you can taste a lot of the nuance and a lot of the flavor that comes with the grain itself. Yeah. And so, you know, we're Detroit city distillery. We're making it from scratch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a Detroit way. Yes. Right? So we're not faking it. You know, we have to kind of, we've, adopted the brand of the city for our brand. So we have to honor the standard set for American craftsmanship that comes with the Detroit name. So we're, we're doing it from scratch. I love it. And the, the the
2: bottling, uh, I love the bottles, uh, the packaging, uh, it's very much, it's, uh, kind of art deco. It's kind of, it throws into that prohibition era feel, uh, with the, the prints and the imagery and the black and white, uh, line drawings, uh for the the different uh bottles and each bottle has its own uh caricature yes. on it to yes go every along spirit has the, a story we like to uh yeah, yeah 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 we love that There's so a, what's yeah. the story um is it your relative was the butcher so whose relative this was is the JP's, grandfather. jp's grandfather that's so
4: okay. jp's grandfather yogi was a butcher in eastern market <laughs> so that's our connection to the place where we are right so we we have a couple of places at eastern market actually and so this was an honor to him butcher's cut bourbon and we actually did a really fun thing to launch this we uh our good friend Jenna Bellwender is very talented very flirtatious photographer and we just gave her a case of bourbon and said go around to the butcher's shops and get the butcher's drunk and take pictures oh my God. so we have some we have some amazing Photos of Detroit's very own butchers <laughs> drinking bourbon on the job—it's pretty priceless. <laughs>
2: I love that. I love that. So um, that's the story on this one. So now you started with the bloodline, yes. and then the bloodline went away for a little while. It did. So, so what was what was the I call? Saw that what was got, the
3: call? I, I saw on that, that there was. There yeah. was uh, I, I pay attention to the socials. Yes, right. Yes, and I saw that bloodlines coming on. As soon as I saw bloodlines, it took me back to JP and just the. All eight of you, you know, now now I'm starting to understand it even more that this is one of the originals that you guys brought and you
4: opened up four years ago. Yes. So very first whiskey we ever made, we actually tasted the very first barrel we ever made Mm -hmm. Uh, at our party, five and a half years. It's tasting pretty good. Okay. So Bloodline, so to answer the question, so, you know, it's been a learning process for us. So, you know, we come out with this kind of alternative American whiskey. Everybody wants to drink bourbon and rye. So, yeah. you know, we really decided to shift focus on that. But there's really only one rule at Detroit City Distillery, and Which it's is. we make what we want to drink. And yeah. so we decided to bring it back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think the, you know, four years ago, maybe the craft spirits industry wasn't quite ready for an alternative kind of craft whiskey. But mm-hmm. we think they are now, right? Okay. You know, this is you know, obviously Michigan's like one of the greatest beer States in the nation. Right. So everybody's exploring all these different flavor profiles and different ingredients. And so, yeah, I know me
2: (laughs) too. I just, uh, I love the places. Yeah. I love, you know, breweries. I love microbreweries and the little places hate the beers. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Man, you're
4: missing out. There's some good ones out there. The
2: IPAs, nah. I don't know. I just, I just uh, the hoppy, it's, it, it loses me. It loses me. Yeah, I'm, I'd much happier be the better. Oh, see, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
4: Right. There's on. some really cool stuff going on. We actually work a lot with breweries. Obviously, JP's got a brewery background. Yeah. Every every brewer wants our barrels, right? And so they're oh, all trying to buy okay. them. So we have this awesome deal where we loan barrels sure. to brewers, loan. and then they. Okay. Age beer in it, and then right. they give us a barrel back with some of the beer they made, sure. so it keeps guys yeah. and the factory happy. Yeah. And then we can double barrel a finish a whiskey yeah. or wow. do yeah. some because yeah. yeah, like Jameson says, has, has
2: that old slide yeah. the yep. IPA bear finish and the the stout finish. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. so
4: you're starting to you're,
2: you're looking at doing those, or
4: yeah, well, um, you know, we have a few experiments going. Okay, we, we always have a number of experiments going, right? Of course. Right. And so yeah, we've been doing some cool stuff. There's, do a lot of stuff with batch brewery here locally in Axel. Mm-hmm. and Axel and then, batch is just down the street Yes. There. Yeah. Some folks are doing some really cool stuff on the west side speciation, doing all natural fermentations stuff. Hmm. Really see spectacular. I, I really do
3: enjoy a good IPA. Yes. You know, I like the hoppiness, but yes. too hoppy, you know, I kind of shy away from, but I like hops. Yes. You know, I do like a good IPA. Yes. So you and I would have a pretty wild yeah. discussion one of these yeah. days about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah,
2: so they loses me, but he's 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 down with it. I like it. the iPad. All <laughs> right, so on this label, uh, and you did a really cool photo shoot promo yeah. for the Bloodline coming yeah. out. You had the vintage car, yeah, and that's on the label. Is there a story that goes with that uh, illustration? Yeah,
4: so Bloodline is really all about honoring Detroit's roots as a place that makes things, mm-hmm. and yep. so like the, car, the model yeah. T, yeah, um, on the label, um, are good folks. Um, over at uh antique car tours i mm-hmm. think is the name right um just launched a you know tour you can actually drive around detroit and mild T. Hmm. uh so we called them up and we're like hey will you come bring this and like load it into the distillery so we can take some pictures so <laughs> so we loaded the m- loaded a model a into into the whiskey factory that's for oh, a photo shoot and then we were like can we go for a ride? <laughs> and so just <laughs> turn around East market. So the the tagline is we were meant to do this. It's in our blood. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so it's, it's, it's really kind of speaks to how the legacy of manufacturing is carried on mm-hmm. in the city. And right. There's this new energy in Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's yes. really, the city's really coming back. And so, you know, so there's some cool Art
2: Deco in the background on this label. It's reminiscent of uh, like the Guardian buildings. That, that is
0: exactly reminiscent. It's from of the Garden? Guardian building. Okay, yes. all right. So yes. as I was getting, I was getting the, the Guardian building. Buildings,
2: barely. <laughs> yeah, from that. So all right. So I work in the Fisher buildings. I'm like, nah, it doesn't look like the Fisher. That looks more <laughs> See, like the Guardian. See, I used to work in the Guardian building. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right so that's that is that is very cool. So now this, the Bloodline, um, because I'm seeing you guys like everywhere in, yes. in bars, yes, mm-hmm. at Meijer, at. Crow, I yep. don't know Meyer, but Kroger. Yeah, Meyer uh, Kroger. Yeah, I've seen you guys. Like, I was up north me, yeah. and, you know, you were in, in, in like little party stores up north. And um, I'm like, oh, yeah, good for them. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, Butcher, the Butcher's Cut yes. is available. Uh, but what about the Bloodline? Because it's saying on the label here, it's saying for sale in Eastern Market, Detroit. So, is this? Uh... So, you
4: have to come to us to get a bottle of Bloodline. Okay. okay. So, that's very small batch. And that's how we started the entire business, right? You had to come to Eastern Market to buy it, right? Now, uh, Butcher's Cut, Bourbon, Railroad Gin will be in Meyer probably by the end of the week, early next. It's a big deal for us. You can get our rye and vodka there as well. Get all the products at Kroger. The gin as well. Gin, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we really focused on scaling up. You know, when we started at the tasting room, right? So we have this little 2,500 square foot. Cocktail bar with a little lab in the back, yeah. and seriously, space constrained. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was really a supply side issue. We couldn't keep up with demand. Very quickly realized we need more space, so scaled up to the whiskey factory. That's mm-hmm. what we call it. It's mm-hmm. very explicit. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's it a whiskey, it factory. A whiskey factory. <laughs> yeah, and so we scaled up over there about two years ago. Right, and so ten times the size. Got a big five hundred gallon copper. You have, a, you, have, you have
3: tours that can come through there. Yeah, tours on Saturday. Okay. So you
4: go online, Distillery.com, sign up online for a tour. Right. Talk about the history. There's a lot of great history in that building. Yeah. Sure. Especially as it pertains to making alcohol. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of cool to carry that on. Yeah. And so we do tours on Saturdays, and then we do a lot of private events there too. Mm. So yeah. until it's filled full of whiskey, we're going to keep throwing parties over there. Hey. Weddings, corporate events, yeah. you name it. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, been a, it's been a lot of fun. It's a very unique space
2: man cool. i also dj weddings and parties i've okay. been doing it for like i've been doing it for 30 years i'm at 24 20, 25 years all right myself, so, so, so. Uh, we're dying yeah. to do one there it's yeah. like yeah we'll uh, get you on the list. <laughs> so. Thanks, yeah, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool. It's a cool spot. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, definitely, and I, we want to come and do revisit because you always have, like you said, you always have something in the kettle, yes. something going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a few projects in the works. So when yeah. something new pops, you know, we'd love to come to the factory and, and talk more about it. Yeah, but there's still sure. there's more on the horizon. Yes, uh, October we're October we're September end of September here. Yeah, October sixth. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the three boys is coming out. Right, we got yeah. uh, you have a, a line of bourbons coming out. Bespoke, bourbons? Yes. bespoke bourbon. And, uh, okay, so what is what is the story behind that? And uh, please define bespoke for me. Yes. <laughs> and use it properly in a sentence. I'm also I, an English teacher, so. <laughs> okay. But I, 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 I gonna, didn't I spend a lot of time in high school, actually, in school, I ain't so. going to critique you, so, so go for
4: it. You know, I will. <laughs> so bespoke, you know, bespoke <laughs> for us really means a single one project. One right? Yes. And it is a one-time only project deal so these are three single barrel bourbons it's the only barrel we're ever gonna make (sighs) and nervous yeah and when they're gone they're gone so this first one coming up on october 6th is probably the best one and is probably going to be the hardest to get because the word bacon's in the title Smoked bourbon. Oh, smoked? Ba- there's yes. not bacon. There's no bacon in it. Oh, no I maybe you can you just, can, you just bacon, making shit up? Right? Well, drinking it. Maybe <laughs> so, I was just <laughs> maybe the bespoke. I don't I know. That. Well, I was just so, excited. I was like, oh my god, it yeah. sounds,
2: but it just sounds. Yeah. So, so
4: we just did a thirty gallon barrel. So you okay, said it was going to be really? probably the hardest to find. Yeah, there's probably gonna be between a hundred and a hundred twenty bottles. Hopefully, I know a guy. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> Put an order in. You know, my suggestion is you come on October sixth yeah. and grab a bottle, maybe two. Wow. What time do I need to get in line? Yes. So the <laughs> the thing too is so the packaging we did for him was really cool. Is it like etched on the glass? Is yeah, it- so it's it's printed on the printed. on the glass. And so mm. there's an image that spans across all three bourbons. Yes. So it's a farm scene. So okay. you know, this is That's really awesome. for us kind of paying, you know, homage to the origins of whiskey, which is the farm, mm-hmm. right? Because we all kind of grew up as farm boys. And so those are the things we really care care about. So there's some really good two-row oak smoked barley that Pilot Malt House did for us back in the day. Pilot Malt House is actually uh, not around anymore. Oh. So this is a whiskey we couldn't even recreate if we tried. Oh, wow. oh. Right. So it has a really nice subtle smokiness to it. Rounded out very very well. Corn rice. It's got a little bit of spice. And How is it gonna it. be? So it'll be two years. Okay. Well, when it goes okay. in the bottle, um, coming up in a couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. 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 Where's You're time going? Tick, out, yeah. And yeah. so we actually have uh we have a lot of stuff going on the first look week at my calendar of for October. October. <laughs> so October <laughs> is also Cocktail Classic. So yeah. that is Detroit's cocktail party for a week. Yeah. So we. Yes. We have a couple really cool collaborations going on. I guess I can talk about it. I guess it's public. So yeah. we're actually doing a couple gin collaborations. We did one with Otis Supply yeah. up in Ferndale. Developed like a really beautiful kind of spice forward gin. Mm. So they're coming to take over the distillery. We're going to have live music, which Your, is the... The built-out location? The tasting room. The tasting yeah. room, okay. So the, Otis the small, Supply's coming in. They're in, in on, Easter Market. Yep, All right in Easter Market. Otis Supply's coming in October 2nd. To launch a gin. That's a got a really good live band going. Is that a Wednesday? That's a Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. And then the third last word from Ann Arbor is coming down to take over the bar. Okay. And we're going to be joined by Robin Cleveland who makes Norden Aquavit with us. Norden is one of the bartenders who used to work at the last word. So bartender converted to a distiller. Wow. (laughs) So bring our boys in from Ann Arbor, which should be fun. Uh, Thursday, we're doing a uh, gin dinner with Chef Tom Lentz over at the Foundation Hotel. So we actually made a gin with Tom, oh, wow. uh, which is spectacular. So we'll be doing a gin for Foundation. Then Friday, yeah, It's a grand tasting over yeah. in Eastern Market, which is many, many great brands That's- being represented by many great bars. That's this Friday. That is Friday, October fourth, fourth, okay, fifth, so October fifth, got it. Yep. And then October sixth, you can come and get one of these so bespoke bourbons at our place. Yeah, oh or, so or come on a tour. Yeah, yeah. So
3: October first through the fifth, through the sixth, it's just going to be nothing but cocktails. That's that that's your bourbon week. Yes, it's, it's,
4: it's bourbon. Yes. Yeah, it's bourbon there's like cocktails, stuff going on at like Ten different Bourbon chins, yes. you got. You know, two James Valentine. Then yeah. you have some of the bring bre- big brands coming in, Heaven Hill, mm-hmm. uh, Deep Eddies doing some stuff. I yeah. mean, you name it, it is. Woodford be, has a dinner. Yep, going Woodford, on, and, uh Woodford, Gray Ghost is doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are some of our favorite guys to work yeah. with. So nice. a lot of cool stuff happening in the cocktail scene in Detroit. Now, That's each cool.
2: one of these things you mentioned, because you mentioned Otis, which is a really cool place, yeah. and then the Foundation, which is a really cool space, yeah. but the tasting room. Is a really really yeah. cool space, yeah. and that goes back to uh, the Eastern Market roots because yes. part of the building that the tasting room is in we was one of the butcher shop. places. Yeah, it used yeah. to be a slaughterhouse. Yeah. yeah, so that uh, yeah, so that that works in so well and with so the butcher's really,
3: good. It, one of the things when we when the bar itself, yes. the actual bar, yes, you found that we did. You found where did you find that? You so found that. Was- we
4: found that in a vacant storefront on Broadway Street. Yeah. Ironically, right next door to Henry the Hatter, uh, who just moved in next yeah. door to us in <laughs> Easter Market. Yeah, yeah. So someone in the universe is watching out for good things landing in Easter Market. Yeah. So because yeah. the bar, it, it, it feels like it was
3: in the space the entire time. It really does. It fits yeah. perfectly. But you had to cut the thing in half to get it in there, did you? Yeah, not? <laughs>
4: yeah. It was yeah. it was an interesting transport. All yeah. the. Boys at the Recycling Center here in Detroit help <laughs> me yeah. uh, muscle that in. And cool. then we just found another really beautiful bar uh, in a carriage house in oh. Indian Village, okay. really? which is now upstairs in the Rick House at ah. the Whiskey Factory. Oh, wow. So you. that actually came from Herman's Saloon in Southwest Detroit. Hmm. But always really zany, weird ways of finding these old yeah. bars. Yeah. yeah it's, just, so it, it's a they, fan,
3: it's a it's a piece of art is really what it it really comes is. yeah you know it, really and it is. fits in that space so well. And the space itself it's just it, it's brick wall and it's the art deco stuff that you have coming from the ceiling yeah. one of the chandeliers you just you just get mesmerized yeah. mesmerized by looking at it yes. you know it's yes. just a great spot thank great you. spot thank you really is
2: well and then the the things coming across the bar yes are little pieces right. of art yeah oh as gosh. well cuz the craft cocktails it's 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 the mixes are just Phenomenal. Yeah. And so we, cause we were, we were just enjoying, my wife and I came to just kind of do a little recon we're checking it out. And uh, she, she, she's very particular and she's like, Oh my God, I can come back here. She goes, I love this. And she's like, she's very, if she's like, doesn't like it, she'll be like, screw that. You go back on your own, you know? And she's like, Oh no, we're coming back here and we're bringing friends. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'll let them know. So, um the the craft cocktails that that you're making there're some very unique recipes yeah. where where uh, where where are you coming up with the recipes for the the mixes?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about being an Eastern market. So everything is right at your fingertips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so whatever we feel like making, whatever's in season, we just call up our friends at Detroit wholesale and they literally bring it down the block. <laughs> right It doesn't show up in a truck. they like bring it down on a forklift. <laughs> so, yeah. So the bartenders, you know, we've we've been fortunate to have a lot of really great bartenders over the years, and they've come up with some great drinks. And you know, there's always some inspiration, uh, song, or band, right, right. or mm-hmm. a girl, or a boy, or sure. whatever. So, 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 and it's always fun naming them. Yeah, too. yeah. What are some of your favorite? What's one or two of your
2: favorite uh, so, cocktails at
4: the bar? One of my favorites, and I'd say I share this with many of our faithful fans, is the Ryan Fire. Okay. So that is our. I think our, we did try that. Yeah, that's our rye whiskey. It Has a mango habanero syrup that yes. we made, okay. lemon, ginger, and honey. Yeah, we're actually canning that cocktail oh. Oh. for Eastern Market After Dark, okay, which is coming up this Very Thursday. Soon. Yes, yeah. which this Thursday. is like the biggest party of the year, yeah, especially yeah. for us. Yeah. So that's one of my favorites, and then, you know, that's kind of a new cocktail that we made. Um, and then you know I like the classics too. I'm kind of a dark and boozy guys so i like negronis with our barrel-aged gin is really good you know like old fashions the bloodline makes a spectacular old-fashioned manhattan's those sort of things um really good we make a really really good last word with our peacemaker gin okay which actually has white pine and blue spruce from my family farm Mm -hmm. so i planted the pine trees like well about 30 years ago now (laughs) and so So, yeah, so it's cool because, you know, we try to, you know, develop cocktails that highlight the spirits. And then, you know, you get to try them and some standards and some classics and kind of see how the how the whiskeys and the gins really shine through. It's nice you're willing to share
2: some of the recipes,
4: too, because there were like some
2: coasters with the recipes on. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's neat because when you take it and you take it home, you can kind of try to replicate it. You don't have as fresh of uh, ingredients. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. So the ingredients are important. Uh, so what what are the ingredients in uh, uh, well the bespoke right? You got the yes. three coming out. So what's what's the difference between the the three? What's what's yeah, on the so horizon? so the
4: first one's a smoked okay. bourbon, right? So that the focal point of that is uh, that two row oak smoked barley, and then corn, of course. Right, corn's the main ingredient for bourbon, so that that cuts across, and then um, some rye in the smoked, and then we have a four grain bourbon, which is probably my favorite. Okay, so. That is corn, wheat, rye, and barley. All right. And then we have uh, what I'm calling red bourbon, which is a bourbon finished in a red wine barrel. Wow. So that's our Butcher's Cup bourbon uh, finished in a red blend of Merlot cab barrel, which actually... So this is... We did a little partnership with Fieldstone Winery up in Rochester. So we sent them a bourbon barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They aged the wine in it, and then they sent it back to us, and then we aged, aged of bourbon different. in it. Right. Okay. So, so it's a lot like going a on in that barrel. So really, really beautiful red hue okay. and you get some, you know, there's some like plum and blackberry that kind of hints through the nose. Okay. And then that balances really well with the spice from the rye. So yeah. it's, that one's a really beautiful one. So, so that's, you know, that one will have about 240 bottles. Cause that's, that's a the full 53 one? gallon barrel. That's the second one. that's, that's coming. That's up? the third one. That'll third be on okay. December. Okay. Four grain will be out in November. Mm. All right. So, so bloodline, what yes. is? Let's crack it. Yeah. May
2: we? <laughs> yeah. All right. And then, so tell tell us what uh, what's the the mash bill on this, right? What's, yeah. Uh, what's going on in the bloodline? Yeah.
4: So that is sixty percent wheat. It is, and that's three different types of winter wheat. And then there is thirty percent raw barley, thirty three percent raw barley, and then. There's a little bit of two different specialty roasted malted barleys. So that is specialty malts are like the secret sauce of craft beer. Okay. And so that's one thing that JP brings with him from the beer world. And so it really helps elevate the flavor um, and nuance of some of the grain. Right, Mm. So we have a caramelized barley malt in there. And that's not a caramel flavor. It mm-hmm. is, you know, like when you caramelize something, yes. like, you know, bring the sugars out by toasting it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so really beautiful sweetness to this. You'll notice when you drink this, there's some really nice butterscotch and chocolate notes to it. This is like a really rich, flavorful I just, whiskey.
3: just to take the uh, just to take that original whiff of it, yeah. I got that butterscotch like yeah. almost immediately. Because you uh, when I, when you said it and I smelled it, it was like, it was a bam. It was right there.
4: Yeah. And we were actually we were drinking this with uh, Chef Tom a couple days ago. And so he, he was like, this this smells like fresh green coffee beans. And there's a little hint of green pepper to it, which is, <laughs> huh. you know, I green. mean, he's a Michelin star chef. So he's got a palate. So, <laughs> so it's always interesting to see how different people react to it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Wow, that is really, really smooth.
4: Yes. And, and this is only, you know, 18 to 24 month old whiskey, mm-hmm. right? So, wow. really fresh, like, best possible local ingredients. We get most of the stuff through a place called Dexter Mill, okay, right outside of Ann Arbor, right? Good friends of us just down the street from our distiller, JP. And yeah, so it's just really good Michigan grain, makes really good whiskey. You know, I mean, Michigan should be I
0: can't should, should be snack.
4: one of the best places to wait, make whiskey from now into the future, right? So you right. have the second most diverse agricultural state in the nation surrounded by a vast percentage of the world's fresh water. Mm. So you have all the right ingredients in place right? to make a really amazing whiskey. Just, and, and then from
2: what... Yeah, because we're and I have the reason behind the podcast is because I I really enjoy
0: <laughs> whiskeys and bourbons, yeah. but I don't
2: know a lot, yeah. and so that's what we try to find out. Because I'm not Tony and and Patrick, they're you know yeah from the Michigan Bourbon Club, yeah, but I I don't, and so it's, I'm trying to to learn. Uh, but from what I understand, uh, temperature has a lot to yeah. do with it. Oh, so while while the whiskey ages and being in Michigan with the the temperature swings that we get, yes. That's probably going to work in our favor too to, to make some interesting, some interesting blends coming out of the barrels. Yeah. So,
4: you know, we're in a almost hundred year old giant factory with (laughs) airy windows. And so, you know, up on the second floor in the Rick house, right? Like today's a perfect example, right? right? It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. During the day, we're also cooking about two thousand gallons plus at any given time so it's it's pretty hot during the day and then it cools down at night right so when it's hot the liquid expands expands. when it's cold it it contracts so it's working in and out of the oak Mm -hmm. in the barrel and right the char that's inside the barrel lets the whiskey get in and interact Mm -hmm. and so you know it's really whiskey at work and so that temperature differential is a very important part of aging whiskey over time
2: right um how many barrels? How big is the the rickhouse that you you have at, in in the warehouse? How many How yeah, many barrels? Can, we have what's your capacity and where are you at right now?
4: That's good. I'd like to figure out. <laughs> okay. I'd like to figure that out. That'd be great. I would love <laughs> to have a full up. full of whiskey. Yeah. You know, we have about 200 barrels laid down right now, okay. I'd say. So, you know, it's a pretty small operation. We we're, right. you know, we really just started producing at scale 2 years ago. Okay. And so, you know, I mean you guys have been to the tasting room before. It's yeah. tiny. Yeah. It was like Tetris to make whiskey <laughs> in that place. And so but it was so good. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, right? Well, it was it was very much a handcrafted process. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I so yeah, like so you know, we have plenty of room to grow over there. We're we're laying down about four barrels a week right now. That's mm-hmm. one shift. Uh earlier in the year we we're pulling two shifts and laying down seven to eight barrels of whiskey a week which is about all we could do right so are you in there
2: mixing and and, barreling no, and bottling or how many of you eight guys are actively involved? yeah so
4: there's so jp and i are the the guys doing it every single day yeah. and so we just have three folks working on production and okay. they're you know they're working from sun up to sundown hmm. and yeah and i mean you know you just kind of you're cooking grain and fermenting mash right. and firing up the still, yeah, and yeah. so, so yeah, um, we just added a couple pieces of equipment that are gonna amp up our production by a couple barrels a week, which we're excited about. So, so yeah, um, you know, we're just it's a it's a small team on the production side, and then mm-hmm. you know JP is kind of operations he's making whiskey every day and I'm doing everything else, marketing, okay. sales, packaging. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of packaging lately. we got yeah. all these fun little one-off projects that we're doing. Yeah, And then, you know, we have a, we have a great team, obviously a lot of very talented bartenders. Um, where do you where do the bartenders del- come from? Because when yeah. you have
3: that bring your, when you bring a bartender in, you kind of allow them free range to create
4: yes. a concoction, yes, right? A, a, a I think cocktail. they're almost
2: required to come up with a, a new they- one
4: every month or something. Or yeah, I mean, we way? we always encourage creativity, and yeah. so where do bartenders come from? Good question. <laughs> Everywhere, <laughs> and so, where are you stealing your bartender? Yeah, right. <laughs> so you know, we've it's a very tight industry here in detroit right and so you know as the industry grows you have all these amazing new bars and restaurants opening Mm -hmm. it's probably more bars and restaurant like restaurant growth is outpacing population growth so you know there's a shortage but we've had a really good team for a really long time you know we've had folks like garrett pasiak who's worked at almost every bar in detroit ever Mm uh great just you know He's everybody's favorite bartender. You okay. guys guys got a great, great which, set of regulars. And which, then, Which
3: bartender, and i sorry to interrupt, but yeah. which, which one of your bartenders, your mixologist, yes. created the cautiously caffeinated? Or is it unconsciously caffeinated?
4: Do you remember? And that, yep. Uh, I do remember that. That was Chuck. Was that Chuck? Yeah, Chuck started as our bar manager. He came over from Sugar House to join and kind of launched the distillery with us. Right. I mean, it's coffee and bourbon. It's like my two it's... favorite things. Oh, yeah. So when
3: we when we sampled and we tasted that before, I I drink it so <sighs> quickly. I think I just woke up like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or fell asleep two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, oh, so man. Good. There's
4: there's good ones, and then you know, then there's folks like uh, Joseph Dopke. He is. He was a DJ. Mm-hmm. He was an artist. He was actually DJing in our space. He's like, I want to learn how to bartend. <laughs> and he <laughs> just he just brings a completely different level of creativity and excitement to the game. And so we just have a really talented crew. Uh, Elise, our bar manager, mm-hmm. you know, but people move on, right? So Elise, yeah. our bar manager, is actually starting grad school in New York. Good for her. Uh, this week's or last week, so come in and say say your farewells to her. She's been
3: this Thursday is going to be kind of a going away. Yeah, she's
4: been incredible, and yeah. then uh, Lee Payne joined us. She, you know, he's a market guy. He's working at Subinos and uh, some other places in the market. And Lee's a spectacular human being, and it's just <laughs> a great crew. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. you know when you grow up, it's like you know you're supposed to have a barber. And I believe you're also supposed to have a bartender, yeah. <laughs> you know, that you always regularly go see. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so we have some really good ones. And I, I like it because, you know, the we wanted to develop, you know, build a business and build a place that everybody felt comfortable in. Sure. Right. So there's a little, you know, there's every flavor of the rainbow behind the bar. And so mm-hmm. you see that in the crowd that's there. Right. And yeah. right. it's not pretentious. Everybody no. feels comfortable. It's dog friendly. It is dog, dog friendly. friendly. Yeah. One it of is the is things, things that
3: Jamie pointed out when we were there last, he's yeah. like, did you see, do you see what's happening here? And oh. I, it took me by surprise. Yeah. He, and I'm like kind of I mean, looking at the crowd and he's like, what's missing? What's missing? What is not? In and there? I'm looking at my, like, I, I can't tell you. He's like, nobody has their phones up. There's
2: yeah, a, people were actually talking to one another, yes. and there was there's not a TV in the place. not a television
3: no. in the place. No. So you know it is very you know people friendly. You just go in there and you you just relax and have Dude. a good great conversation.
2: Yes. Put down damn technology, yeah. Yeah. and, and yeah. talk to some human beings with great beards. <laughs> yes,
4: yeah. well, we really have crappy cell reception in there anyway. So oh, really? doesn't really
0: work. <laughs> right on. So, so people just give up. Yeah, and you know
4: it's very bare bones, right? So you know I wanted to develop a bar that was essentially you know, the place I wanted, which was a dive bar with really good spirits. Yeah. And, and then,
2: so. but people want food, right? Yeah. And there's so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we well, you know we got to get back to this too, but um, so the, the cocktails coming across the bar are just amazing. there's so many unique and, and special things and yeah. they're changing all the time. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, you've started doing these pop-up kitchens. Yeah. So there's, that's kind of a, a, a thing happening now. Uh, the it's not just, the, not just the food trucks, <laughs> but I don't uh, think so. you got <laughs> chefs without a home basically. Yes. And they, they're going to different places and they're, they're cooking in different places. Yes. And We're talking about the the geisha girls. Geisha were There girls, yeah. the night we were there, the sushi that um, they brought out. There was like is, is it a Filipino night?
4: Yeah, S- Cusina's
2: tonight. That, Jay Marietta. So, uh, that was the night Colleen and I went. And she, again, she's like super fussy. Loved the food. She's like, oh, we're bringing people here. And oh like, yeah, Marietta so, don't play. Yeah. yeah. So you what do you do with the with the food?
4: So so my so I actually used to be the small business director for the city of Detroit. So I used to work for the mayor while Mm. I opened my own small business. And so, you know, for me, it's kind of a mi casa, su casa sort of thing. You know, you want to give a platform to all these up and coming entrepreneurs to show their craft Mm. and, you know, hopefully make a little bit of money in the process. And it's a great thing for us. You know, food keeps people around for longer and we have something really good to eat all the time. So Mm. Jay and Marietta were actually two of our best customers Marietta is a very talented cook. She originally hails from the Philippines, so it's a really amazing home it's authentic. cook, yeah. it's authentic. Kind of Filipino street food, yeah. And then the Geisha Girls mm-hmm. around Wednesday, slinging delicious. Oh my gosh! Sushi, yeah. It's like oh, yeah. comfort sushi. I was never a
3: big sushi guy until I had sushi you know, about fifteen years ago. Started getting back into it, but then I had the Geisha Girls, yeah. and I, I became the biggest fan.
4: Yeah. And so we just mm-hmm. we have a new um group coming in irea occasions on fridays so it's what i would kind of describe as island fair mm-hmm. i they made a shrimp and lobster po' boy that i still think about it i <laughs> ate it like two months ago blew my mind okay it is incredible and they and they definitely they're they're big around town and we'll have a couple more coming up uh as well and you know, Saturday you come down, check out Easter Market, you buy a bunch of food, but you come in and start drinking a lot of cocktails right. and lose the rest of your Saturday. Yeah. Bobian Foods is right next door, so they deliver. You can just text and they'll bring you over food. Uh. It's a very dangerous situation <laughs> after a couple of Bloody Marys. <laughs> so, so it's good, yeah. We we like we like to work with other people, and it, but that's nice, yeah. and you yeah. don't have to have a kitchen, right? No. And you don't nope. have to do all that. That's not
2: the, you idea. know, yeah. So that's yeah. that's because a kitchen is. I mean, it's important for a bar, right? But it, it's it's it's
3: a the amount of food truck sometimes the food truck watch, industry you know? that's coming as into Detroit as, right now yeah. you're yeah. you're taking advantage of that the partnerships that yeah. you're creating yeah. there it's just phenomenal yeah
4: we have yeah. we have a very small prep kitchen that works completely fine yeah, for yeah. that sort of stuff you know a lot of it's prepped in commercial kitchens off site and brought right. in and that right. sort of stuff and so it's good um i running a bar is hard enough i don't want to run a restaurant too much. yeah and so the distillery is like five businesses in one. So adding a restaurant to the mix is not in our future anytime. And soon. you don't
3: want to get away from your craft, which exactly. Is creating yes. a, a concoction, a whiskey, a gin, a a rye that is yep. going to be um, fun to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because I'm still getting butterscotch. I'm yeah. still getting butterscotch from the bloodline. It's
2: yes. green when it afterwards. It's, it's it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called it green pepper. Yeah. Just, I don't have that. You know, people, oh, it's pencil shavings and they <laughs> actually, Sam, seriously, Sam's here too. Sam's still here hanging out. Uh, <laughs> <I see it. laughs> Sam Ork, but Sam can't drink anything yet. No. So yeah. one She's day, one having. day, Sam will ply you with bourbon. But yeah, your um, 21st
3: is going to be wild. Say. <laughs> so it's like
2: people, oh, it's, 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 you know, burnt erasers and pencil shavings. And it's like they come up with all these, these flavors and things that might, like. Oh, tastes a little green to me it's like <laughs> not a bad green but just a, a, a fresh green yeah. and, and that chef said oh a green pepper and light this and i'm like mm-hmm. okay oh, i'm not that advanced and something else we've, we've found in, in our discussions with Please. people uh has just been you know oh should you put ice in it should you water it down sure. should you mix it and uh the one guy from tandu yeah uh, he was like drink it the way you like it yeah and, i could not agree more with that you statement. know if if, if, if you want to cut it with water cut it with water. Sure. If Good you man. wanna, you know, throw ice, You wanna drink it straight. Drink yeah. it straight. You know, and you guys, and the the mixes you guys do are just, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. just uh, one thing we did learn. But
3: they, I, I like personally, you know, I, I will water, I will add an ice cube or a couple yeah. drops of water to something, but I always have to try it neat first. Yes, because that's where you get the biggest flavor, yes. and then you can tone it down if you need to to Absolutely. expand yeah. it that much more. Absolutely. So, but the bloodline neat right now. Yeah. Is blowing my mind. Good. Yeah, I'm it good, really good.
2: is. Good. I'm good. So, uh, and again, you guys are things on the horizon. Looking at things, what are what are have you have you had anything that just like failed? <laughs> I Any mean, besides the first one that blew up in your bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> well, what say, other what other fails? I would say the yeah. first.
4: Well, so you know, everybody likes something different. Yeah. So okay. So our first batch of vodka we ever made. Yeah. So, I would say 9.8 out of 10 people hated it. (laughs) And so, we submitted it to the American Distilling Institute Craft Beer's competition. It won third best craft vodka in the nation. It got two perfect scores and everybody else failed it and was like, this is not vodka. And somehow that ended up third. And so, you know, the the, the Russian judge, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Probably. I mean, it just, (laughs) oh yeah, vodka, Russian. It had, it just had too much flavor, right? The more times you distill something, the less flavor you're going to have. Okay. And vodka, you distill to such a high proof, right? You're distilling it to like 95 plus percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. So there's very little room left of any actual flavor. Right. Right. So it's essentially pure alcohol. Right. And so, you know, for us, you know, having something that was distilled once from scratch, like it actually had a little bit of like almost like cloudy flavor to it. It tasted like tequila, which I really love. Right. Uh, the bartenders all loved it. But everybody wanted a more traditional, super clean vodka, right? So now it's 100% corn. It's still seven times. So it's got Mm. a subtle sweetness to it. Silky smooth out of the freezer. But, you know, we also proofed it at ADA proof because we don't know what the point of is. You know, having a cocktail, you can't taste anything in. Right. Right. So... It's a it's a little bit more powerful. Get lit! What are you talking about? Yeah, so you know it's, it's a little bit more powerful. But, but did uh, I use
2: that word incorrectly, Sam?
1: No, you used it right. It's oh, just
4: fair weird. play. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's our she's our she's our check for the lingo. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, so some flavor in it. Yeah, so it has
4: some flavor, flavor really. in it, and you know, Tito's is 100 percent corn, six times distilled. So you know it's it's a it's a similar thing. I think you know a lot of folks are you know, appreciate some of the nuances of it. They appreciate this Michigan made mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And, you know, a lot of folks now too, I think vodka drinkers in particular starting to explore gin.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the next, for me, that's the next evolutionary step. Yes. Because I, I, I love my bourbon. I yes. truly do. But you know, it's time to start expanding my palate a little bit yes. more. So I, so more I actually, bourbon duh. duh oh, <laughs> we got <gonna> to fight? <laughs> no, but you're going to expand yeah. your palate. I want to expand my palate just that much more. Yeah. You know, just one more thing that I can, you know, try. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. So I just, I need to keep trying something.
4: You know, gin is, uh, there's an infinite number of possibilities for mm-hmm. gin. And so we're two blocks away from Jermac, a hundred year old spice company. Mm-hmm. It's like our candy store. So we walk in and we're like, <laughs> what do we want to turn into alcohol today? <laughs> and so...
2: You know, even and a lot of that's Michigan sourced.
4: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. a ton yeah. of it is. Yeah. So I mean, even the the first edition of the gin we did with Chef Lance, we actually drove to a farm and I picked botanicals by hand, and then we wow. distilled them over the next couple of days. Uh, so he was doing a dinner out at Seedling Farm in South Haven, and so we went to the farm and picked some botanicals, hmm. and so you know. Some interesting stuff, you know, that was actually farmed, Some stuff that was growing wild, hmm. and you know, now every time I grew up in the country, so now I walk around. And I'm like, I wonder if I could turn that into gin. <laughs> so that's like kind of the fun, the fun thing. It's coming you in. Yeah, I'm like eating it, and right, and smelling it, and we, this so is... <laughs> gin is fun. Gin is a lot of fun, and the, the one lucky thing about starting up really small and undercapitalized is we started with a really small still we started with a little 50 gallon pot mm-hmm. still, which it's, is like a little gin machine. It's you can, still there, isn't it? Oh yeah. 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 We still make gin on it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's really good for making small experimental gins and we'll typically distill each ingredient by itself. It's called fractional distillation. So you kind of optimize each ingredient and then you blend them together oh, to kind of cool. figure out the exact recipe. Mm. So yeah, so we still use it. I mean, it very much is a lab. You know, right. That's how I describe it right. in the back now. So we do a lot of experimenting back there with with gin. So, so the fun kind of science, yeah, not as cool as English, but no. So well, fast uh, forward for me, yeah. real
3: quick. Yeah, five years from now. Yeah, Detroit City Distillery. Yes. Where are we going to be?
4: Good question. So you know, we'd love to be a household name throughout mm-hmm. Michigan. We'd love to be on every shelf of every bar and every liquor store in Michigan, right? So we're really trying to take care of home first. Sure. This year is a really big focus on full on state takeover in Michigan which is going quite well. Yeah. And then you know we'll we'll be expanding into several other probably urban markets throughout the nation. So okay. we're in California right now. We'll be in Chicago down in Q1 of next year. Wow. Um, probably New York uh the latter half of next year as well. And so you know the Detroit brand is just People feel connected to it whether they're from here or not, because Mm -hmm. you know, it means something and there's history and just people in California that
3: are saying, I'm from Detroit, but I moved out here for work or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of folks left Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. And now that Detroit is starting to come back, they're starting to feel more connected to it.
4: People want to taste the home. Yeah. yeah. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, it's the you know, same model with you know, that Shinola has applied, you know, they have obviously right. way more money than we do, but you know, and we're just, we're just eight guys. None of us are rich. We're just hustling and trying to outwork everybody. You to take care of home first. Like yeah. You and so, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really a business, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks, you know, nowadays are, you know, trying to develop the next Tito's and sell it to, you know, Constellation or Diageo or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're just really trying to make a really good product, do what we love. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get to wake up every day and go make whiskey with all my best friends. It doesn't really get any better (laughs) than that. So we're not really trying to build a business to sell as quickly as possible. (laughs) Yeah. You guys can come in and hang out for sure.
2: Yeah. I, it's, it's, we've been in a, a handful of times yeah. in the tasting room and, and, and we'll definitely be back. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, there's, I, could, I could just talk all night. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> well, we I can too. So, especially after a couple more of oh these. So, be, be careful.
4: <laughs>
3: So, yeah, Detroit City Distillery, Eastern Market.
4: Yes. Downtown so, Detroit. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So it's downtown Detroit. There's, yeah. there's a few, there's some things like Bloodline you can only get if you come to if the distillery to or the, the factory, factory, right? Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, what else is exclusive right now? Uh, picking up at the. At yeah, the so the Bespoke
4: room? Bourbon series, you'll have to come to the tasting room okay. to get it. You'll probably be able to get it on one or two tours. Hmm. I don't know how long it's going to last. I have no idea. Wow. Right. I have no idea what the demand is going to be. So the Bespoke Bourbon will be a classic. Type of super limited edition release like you gotta be there right. to get it and you can get two bottles. What time do you open on the sixth? It. Yeah. So it'll be six o'clock. Six and that'll kick off at six, six o'clock. AM? Yep. And we got the whiskey charmers you, coming uh, in and playing that I'm, night. I'm in, man. So that'll be I uh, think great did, music, Jay- great food. Jay- correct me
3: Jamie, you have a gig on the sixth. At night in yeah. Ann Arbor. I have a gig on the sixth. In the area. I think we're going to be in line. I'm (laughs)
4: done. Good, good,
2: good. Oh yeah, for sure. We'd have it no other way. So what about uh, if if someone? Because again, you know the interweb. You know, word gets out. Yeah. Uh, can people order from other places? Can you do delivery? Do you do internet? So, yeah. To, so, if, uh, if you go people-
4: onto our website, so we actually distribute online in 42 states. Okay. Mm. So, there's a little purchase link on the website. You can go um, to a couple different places to order it online. Okay. Uh, Woods uh, here in Gross Point actually ships. Okay. Cool. Um, which is they've been great to us. And the so, woods is that the one just north of eight? It used to be a drive-through, or which? No, that's um off of Mac, I believe. Okay, Woods Fine Wines. Okay, all oh, Woods Fine Wine. All yeah. right, gotcha. All right, yeah. all right. And so, so yeah,
2: um, there's multiple ways to get it. For sure. So, if somebody out of Michigan, because you said in California right now, yeah. but not very many other places, but if somebody's looking for it, they yeah. could go to your website. Yeah, you can get and, bourbon and,
4: and rye and gin, vodka online, anything, almost everywhere uh, in the US. Right. If, if you're looking for it, but the little one off single barrel series, you got to come yeah. see us. Yeah. That's how we want it. So you know, I, I, I I'm experience. not
2: blowing sunshine up your ass or anything, but the tasting room is, is just a really, really cool space. Yeah. Thank I you. Just, I just, I, you know, I just, you know, I mean, cause there's places I don't like, uh, it was like Colleen and we left and, and I, I, cause I brought, I didn't know what was happening tonight. So I brought a few bottles and I brought a, a bottle, a little bottle of the butcher's cut, yeah. uh, at home. We have some of the vodka she bought a, and she didn't do that. Cause we were at another local distillery and she's like, I, I'm not going to clean my brakes with that. Yeah, <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. she, but she's, she's fussy. Yeah. Right. And she's, but we were leaving. She's like, oh, you're buying me a bottle before we go. Nice. And so we got, we got that in the cabinet at That's home. That's great. So yeah, we got it when, when we were down there. So, but uh, nice. You yeah. should come out this Thursday. East Mark after dark. It is wild. It's meet the teacher night. So I'll be with parents till about nine o'clock. Well, what, what time is it? Going to so time? it sounds like the perfect reason to come out <laughs> after that. <laughs> it,
0: could, it might actually, it's brutal.
2: Yeah. Beat the yeah. teacher night. Yes. It is like, it's a more like beat the teacher night. It's right. like, Oh my God. I'm looking at my calendar right now. I'm like, can Thursday. Can
4: you, I'm tell, like, every, can you uh, tell me everything wrong with my child? Where do you want me to start? I'd be here all night. <laughs> yeah.
2: Can you tell me? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. So, but, uh, uh,
2: Thursday, yeah. Thursday nights, a, it's a pretty big event down there. Yeah.
4: So it's in, a party across all of Easter Market. So all the artists come out after dark, and everybody's having a party. It's it's a really cool night to experience the market. Very different than you would experience the market on a classic Saturday. Yeah. So if we
3: were to show up at say seven thirty eight o'clock,
4: yeah, party we ready? go to four a.m.
3: Go to four a.m. Okay. Um, I'll Maybe see I'm like, Jamie at 9, 8, 9 I might p.m. I might be looking for a sick day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you for that. Yeah. Um, no, you, Sam you, knows. <laughs> Sam was one of my
2: students. She's like, he doesn't take sick days. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> now. And now we know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he was podcasting. <laughs> yeah.
3: He was making something pod,
2: was it? <laughs> Mr. Flanagan, are you are you drunk? No, I'm hungover. Because I was drunk <laughs>
4: yes, yesterday. yesterday.
2: <laughs> Iconic.
4: <laughs> well, did that Best actually happen? teacher ever. Did that actually happen?
2: No. no. <laughs> That's a school rock <laughs> yeah. quote. Right. Yeah. We live our lives through uh, movie quotes and, and song lyrics. So. <laughs> nice. Oh, so d- online, right? It's just uh, DetroitCityDistillery.com? That's right easy peasy yeah man. easy so oh my god thank you for coming yeah thank you I just, uh, and thanks for the pour yeah appreciate, appreciate it, it.
4: anytime just,
3: uh, I was actually gonna ask can I have another pour
2: ah, yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and so Annie again another one one of my, other, one of my former students over there too uh, and Ryan running stuff here at Music Town Inside Hockey thanks, Town thanks guys really Detroit. appreciate yes, it yes thank you for uh, you spending awesome. your Tuesday night with us uh, do you anybody bourbon's pouring you anybody up for a taste come on over Um <laughs> I think we're going to wrap it, and we're going to enjoy the rest of uh, this this uh, incredible bloodline whiskey. And uh, yeah, so gentlemen,
0: thanks for cheers. hanging out, and then yeah. uh, cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Thank you, <laughs> thanks, guys. Pleasure. My-